and welcome back to another edition of Capital Connection. Fridays during the Noon Report, we give you direct connection to all that's happening in Albany and Harrisburg with the experts on the issues at the state capitals. They are Jason McGuire at New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms and Michael Gear at the Pennsylvania Family Institute. Well, Michael, hey, the budget deadline is here in Harrisburg. It's put up or shut up time at the state capitol. School choice is a major theme in the ongoing negotiations, and it looks like the, the state Senate has thrown a lifeline to the Lifeline Scholarship Program. If you would explain what that is and what are its chances of being included in the budget. Well, not only is the Senate leadership uh, in support of this, but it looks like Governor Shapiro and his education secretary are also supportive of this Lifeline uh, Scholarship Program. What it really does is truly provides an education lifeline, a choice for students who are consigned to failing public school districts because of where they live. We're also hopeful that we'll see an increase in the Education Improvement Tax Credit Scholarship Program as we aim here at PA Family to ultimately have all education dollars follow the child to the education product of their choice, public, private, religious, or homeschooling. Well, Jason, Governor Hochul stirred up a hornet's nest of controversy last week when she signed this bill that makes New York a safe haven for transgender children. This puts her at odds with public opinion polls. I read one that said almost 70% of Americans do not support this, but uh, she signed the bill nonetheless. What does this legislation mean? Yeah, the so-called trans-safe haven law basically says they will protect medical professionals who engage in offering hormonal treatments or surgical treatments uh, looking for people trying to change their biological sex, which one can never do, uh, but there are those attempting to do so. This would protect them so that we would not allow extradition to states where perhaps these procedures are banned. It really is outrageous that our state is looking to provide this special kind of protection for doctors and other medical professionals in this area that really violates other states' rights. Yeah. Uh, Let me follow up on that. How does this uh, undermine parental rights? Yeah. So essentially, if you're a parent in another state where this is banned and you do not want your child to have this procedure, but a child uh, is able to get to New York and receive these type of medical procedures or treatments, that doctor is protected. Uh, They cannot be uh, sued or challenged or lose licensure in that state that bans the procedures. And uh, that will be a protected thing here in the state of New York. It's abhorrent. Yeah. Uh, Michael, uh, one of your co-workers, Dan Barkoyak, last week told us, I could not believe this, but their actual taxpayer dollars are funding uh, what they're calling gender affirmation services in Pennsylvania. That taxpayer dollars are funding this. You've started an online petition to try to stop this. Where can people sign the dotted line? Well, it's on our website. We've uh, collected a lot of signatures, and basically it's to uh, let the legislature know that uh, we don't think taxpayer dollars should be used for these purposes. Millions of uh, Pennsylvania taxpayer dollars have been doing it. We're happy we're seeing some stalwart action in the House uh, with funding for the universities with those children's hospitals that do some of these procedures on minors, Pitt, Penn State, and UPenn. Uh, That funding has all failed to pass in some measure because of this issue. And uh, where GOP lawmakers want to see state university funding go is to support student tuition reductions instead of sending those tax dollars simply 
actually directly to these wealthy institutions who won't promise to lower tuition. Yeah. And you've started a petition drive as well at New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. Jason, this is on your website too, I believe. This has to do with new education guidance from the New York State uh, Education Department. Explain what that is. Yeah, we have a petition of related matter. Um, State Ed has put out this new 42-page document that essentially undermines parental rights. And and again, it, it puts children in the driver's seat as young as kindergarten and some of these transgender issues. We think that uh, it is important that state ed hears from parents, grandparents, people across the state of New York, uh, that parental rights matter. And so signing that petition, we expect to hand deliver those to the New York State Education Department, letting them know that parents' rights should be protected in this state. All right, that's online. We'll give that website at the end. So let's flip the script and talk about the abortion debate for just a little bit. Uh, Michael, former House Speaker Pelosi gave an an interview, I believe, to MSNBC uh, this week saying that abortion is a winning issue for Democrats at the ballot box. Is she wrong? And if not, how do pro-life candidates win with that message? Well, uh, the results in 2022 showed there is some merit to her position, but I think it's only the case because of two factors. First, there were massive amounts of money spent in campaign ads on the pro-abortion position. More money was spent promoting abortion in the 2022 campaign by Democrats, pro-abortion politicians, than McDonald's spent worldwide in their advertising. But secondly, that money then is used to tell lies to voters, and especially women, using fear and falsely stating that they will not be able to get medical treatment treatment when they have a miscarriage or an ectomic pregnancy. So I think the legitimate polling shows that Pennsylvanians and Americans do not support most abortions, especially after 8 to 12 weeks. So pro-life candidates need to show that it's the pro-abortion candidates who are extreme, endorsing abortion for any reason right up until birth. All right. And just when you thought New York could not get more pro-abortion, Jason, there's this, the Tele-Abortionist Protection Act. That was also just recently signed by the governor. What are the remedies? of that law. Yeah, it's similar to what we discussed with that so-called trans safe haven law. Uh, if you're an abortionist and you want to provide telehealth services to women in other states where abortion procedures are restricted, then New York will protect you. Uh, if that state seeks to come after you for practicing medicine with women in their state, New York says, no, we will not offer extradition. We will not insist in an investigation. It's one more way in which, again, the Empire State is seeking to set itself apart from other states, and I think violating other states' rights. The notion that you will send this chemical abortion via mail to another state, and there is no medical backup, there is no exam, there's nothing to back up this decision that's being made, just violates so many levels of medical practice. Yeah, well, hey, Summer time, Michael, and a lot of kids are involved in summer camps. This is kind of like a summer camp, but it's at the state capitol. You are uh, once again holding your City on a Hill Youth Leadership Conference. Explain what that's all about. It's a biblical worldview and leadership conference for high school students, and uh, we're amazed at the impact that it has on young people. Until the last full week of July, now we're full for this year. We've got 80 students coming from all across the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. We're excited about it, but people can mark their calendar and think about if they want their teen to experience a wonderful biblical worldview teaching and help them develop their God-given leadership skills. City on the Hill is a place to do it. Well, hey, Jason, we would be remiss not to bring up primary day. That happened back on Tuesday. And in an off-year election, a lot of folks, you know, go, so what? But, you know, New York is, like Pennsylvania, a closed
closed primary. Talk, if you would, about the races back on Tuesday. Do you think it's time to open up New York's primary? No, I support a closed primary system. You know, I think this is an opportunity for members of a particular political party to vote for who they want to represent them on the ballot in November. But what's interesting is when you look at the results, we see in multiple places, whether you look at Rochester or Buffalo or even the Capital Region or New York City, many of the progressive candidates lost to more moderate Democrats in these Democratic primaries. Mm. And so it may indicate that even in the Democratic primary, there has been some overreach that is happening in that party, and the voters of even the Democrat party is rejecting some of the extremism of the Democratic party. Yeah, there is such a thing as too far left, I guess. Uh, and finally, this is our last chat of the summer. Uh, fear not, we'll be back into fall, but we always like to end this show when we button it up for, for the summer on some things that our listeners can do, because our listeners take prayer seriously. If you would, and we'll begin with you, Michael, what are some things that we can be in prayer about at the Pennsylvania Family Institute? Well, actually, what I'd like to encourage prayer for uh, is uh, for our friends at Moms for Liberty. They're having their national conference this weekend in Philadelphia, and they have been under severe attack. These are groups of moms all across our country, including many chapters here in Pennsylvania, who stand for what is right in schools and defending parental rights and working with school boards to promote policies that protect kids. And they're under severe attack by national groups. So pray for their safety and for a successful convention as they meet in Philadelphia this weekend. Amen. And then, Jason, we'll end with you. Lots going on at New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. What are some things we can be praying about with you this summer? Yeah, we see two seasons. I mean, you have the legislative season that runs that January through June, and then July through December, you you try to get it across the state and just meet with as many people as possible, do infrastructure-type work, uh, prepare for fall events. So there's just a lot of that kind of work that needs to be done. And we just appreciate uh, the support of uh, friends uh, across your listening network, uh, praying for us that God gives us the wisdom and the strategies to be successful in a state like New York. And it doesn't come cheap, the ministry that Jason and Michael are involved with. If you would like to give to either New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms or the Pennsylvania Family Institute. There are websites that you can go to and find out more. Michael, why don't we begin with you? Where can folks find you online? PAFamily.org. And New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. Jason, where can folks find you? OpenTheUpdate.com. 